Hey, what up, guys? Hope you all been well. Thank you so much for listening. It's been great, and I feel like I'm saying I'm grateful a lot these days, and it's awesome. Speaking of grateful, today's guest is an old friend of mine who's played bass in the Gaslight Anthem, uh, and now he plays bass in an amazing band called Forgivers, who are one of my favorite bands right now. They're that. Oh God, they're they. I'm getting chills talking about it. But anyway, I'm gonna stop talking. Listen to this episode with Alex Levine, one of the best dudes I know, and shit, this episode is really fun, so check it out. always had the double thing to where you have an amazing head of hair and you can grow a good beard like fuck you come on (laughs) (laughs) like give me a break (laughs) i know but when my hair my hair goes rogue it's it's over man yeah but i'm on the verge i'm on the verge right now you still have it though you still have so much of it like your your hairline is like your hairline is like the gift that keeps on giving And I know how to cut it myself. Yeah, so and, and you know how to cut it yourself. Like you, you've 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 hacked everything in life. It's amazing. So, dude, how are you, man? What have you been up to? Good, man. Chilling, drinking ginger ale. You know, you um, doing the thing. Just uh, just like everybody else, man. Shut down for the last nine, ten months, and you know, trying to make the most of it. Yeah, man. Well, we've been you up guys, to. I mean, you know, you I've been up to I've been up to everything. Everything and nothing. It's it's great. But, I know. But you've had like a different kind of year because you and Alex have been and by the way, I gotta say I'm a super fan of this fucking band. You guys have been <laughs> like you guys have been going hard with forgivers. And let me tell you, man, like I don't know when this is gonna come out. But either way, I will just say this. I have privileged information and I've heard most of the album in its like unmastered form. And (laughs) what the fuck? Oh, my God. If you're hearing this and it's not out yet, good Lord, just get ready because you're about to hear like your new favorite fucking band. It's incredible. And I'm so happy that you guys are fucking doing it, man. Like, let me tell you, man, it just gives me the, ah, oh, I fucking love it, dude. So, Fuck yeah. so what's, what's up with that, man? Like, let's, tell me, tell me more about forgivers. Cause I want to know I'm a fan. Tell me. Yeah. For fuck fuck yeah. Well, that means, I mean, that means a lot coming from fucking donuts. I mean, <laughs> don- donuts doesn't fuck around when it comes to me, and especially your pop sensibility. I mean, well, you know what I hate, it's, you know how many things I hate, right. and, but you know right. what I love though. And it's really right. weird. <laughs> and I, and I know, I know when you don't like something, I mean, I'll never forget. We were in the back. You were probably one of the first people. I think we were we were listening to mixes of "Get Hurt," and you're like, "I don't like this song. I don't like this. This song's sick. This song." I was like, "Fuck." Well, <laughs> well that's the that. thing. But, but I mean, <laughs> but you know, now I go back to "Get Hurt," and I can find something good that I like in almost every song. It's so it's yeah, yeah. It's one of those. things. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think I think that record was one of those. It kind of has to breathe, you know. Yeah. breathe and kind of live live a little bit yeah i think exactly. I, I like that i like that record i do too i mean like Whatever. but you know i'm biased i like i like pretty much everything you guys have done there's not it's 
I'd be hard pressed to have if somebody was like, "All right, name me a Gaslight Anthem song you don't like." I'd be like, eh, "Yeah, I don't know. It's it'd, it'd be <laughs> tough." Well, actually, yeah, maybe Desire. Desire might be the only one where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I, that's that's <laughs> right. You didn't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but it's yeah, like I, what one. was the other one? Like, there was another one. Get hurt. You were like, "Nah, this is weird, man." <laughs> I forgot what, what was it was, it? but I was like, "Shit!" Well, it, what wasn't "Stay Vicious" because I love "Stay Vicious." That no, yeah, yeah. I remember, insane. yeah, I remember you love that. I mean, it's a fu- that's a ripper of a song. You can't, yeah, you can't hit on that. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, there, it's there tough. was something that definitely threw you for a loop. I remember. I'll never. We were in the back of the bus. It was before we even left. <sighs> that's right. Like tour, yeah. and we were like, "Yo, check it out!" And you're like. Yeah, cool, cool, but this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I got, I, we got we to get back to this because I can't really think of which one. I, I'm going to text you later and be like, it was this one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but on, on to the present. Yeah, yeah. givers, man. It's been wild. Like, I think with, with the entire quarantine idea of if you're a creator, you should be creating is, is so fucking true, man, because there were so many no idle hands going on, you know, like if you weren't on tour or whatever you may be doing on your day-to-day life, you know, Mm. those first few months you had to, you know, buckle down. But for me and Alex, we made this decision probably, probably like nine months before quarantine happened. Mm -hmm. We were already kind of rolling with it. Yeah. We met Jed and then uh, we wrote a few songs and then Trevor got in the mix um, and January 1st coming up, January 1st of this year, we had our first practice mm-hmm. and uh, we came in, I think we had like one, one thing we were messing with, but we came in, we we're like, all right, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's learn a few covers. We learned, we learned ceremony from uh, New Order, and we learned push from from the Cure. And me and Alex always wanted to cover push and Gaslight, um, but it just never really fit. I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever. Me and Alex are like, you know, you know, Cure, like I know how you guys super fans. We were we were always trying to get you into the Cure. You're like, fuck the Cure. But. I love the Cure, now, but that's <laughs> but now, now I like love them. them. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, it always baffled me. I was like, how the fuck. Do you not love the cure? The cure's made for you. <laughs> Dude, it's one of those things that like now, like after getting into the cure and being like, yo, I love the cure now, they have so many songs where I didn't know it was the cure, you know, at the time. Like I was like, Oh yeah, this oh, oh It was them, yeah. right? Yeah, man. It's and but I but dude, I love them now. Like this bands, like if you if, They're amazing. I mean, like I always I feel like the cure's one of those bands that, like, if you want to write songs, if you want to write poppy, catchy, rock and roll esque type mm. songs, listen to that fucking band. Yes, and you'll be able to find like this unbelievable formula of how they write. Yeah, it's like very fucking rhythmical, basic, but uh, just fucking on a different level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. just Simon Gallup's one of my favorite bass players. Oh, that's right. Super fucking melodic. Robert Smith. I mean. You know, we don't, you know, you know the cure. So, but anyway, that was, that was the vibe. Amazing. That was was the vibe. And for, for anybody, again, I don't know when this is coming out, but 
um probably in january that that was like me and alex were like yeah like, let's fucking yeah let's start let's start <laughs> let's start a band that sounds like this and you know the deal like you've been on tour forever you know like when a band says we're gonna we're gonna sound like this it never happens no So as soon as we start going, and we, you know, we've been keeping to, well, I guess backtracking. Um, obviously, like it was, our plans were blown to shit right in the beginning of the year. <laughs> yep. So we kind of regrouped, and you know, just like everybody else, we regrouped, and we just started writing and sending shit back and forth, garage band through everybody. And we pretty much had like a song. June came around mm-hmm. when things started opening up. We kind of felt like, all right, maybe this is the time to yeah. start getting together. So, you know, we pulled the plug and we got it going right off. We got her going right off the bat, like right in the middle, right in the middle of the summer. Right, I remember. And that. we yeah. kind of to you know on every Wednesday yeah like you know the thing is like whenever you start a band um everybody knows this like there's two different kinds of uh, people people always ask me like younger kids or whoever like how the fuck do you like how do you get to a point in a professional band where like you're actually doing it for a living i was like well I have fucking no idea. I was like, gas. I was like, gaslight is a one in a million thing. But I could tell you things that I've seen that we did that a shit ton of other bands don't do. Mm-hmm. One being sticking to sticking to a schedule yes. and fucking working your ass off, right? Yeah. So one being okay, if somebody can't make it to practice, that doesn't mean practice is over. Mm-hmm. That just means that person who wasn't making it to practice has to fucking catch up next time. Yep. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. the train keeps moving because what always happens is people, they always, if they have the idea of, all right, I have my nine to five job and I'm going to do my band on the side. Mm-hmm. You're never going to make that transition into, I'm going to fucking do this for a living if you have that mentality. But yeah. if you go at it, like, all right, fuck it. Like we're going, we're moving. doesn't matter who's there. The, you know, the train's moving. And then, as that as you catch up you're like all right cool now we're in the studio and we're doing this and we're doing that and for us like for for you know for the for 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 givers we got into the studio you know end of summer mm-hmm. got a bunch of songs down and that was it man once once that happened we knew we kind of had we fulfilled our goal of like creating our own thing yeah. And now we could say, okay, cool. Like this, this feels like a song that makes sense to the four of us and so on and so forth. But I mean, we're super excited and, you know, kind of seeing where the next uh, year is going to take us, you know, obviously well, we'd love to start playing shows. And I feel like we're not, I feel like there's not going to be any, in my, in my opinion, and you know, I'm an optimist, but I feel like 2021, yeah. that might be the year where, it might be the year where people need to figure out like what to do w- for 2022. I think, I think 
Because, I mean, there's also, like, I've, I've talked right. to a bunch of people, yeah, yeah. and, like, we won't, we're not going to talk about it on here, because it's kind of like, you know, it's more of, like, information that is not known, but whatever. But there's, I don't know, yeah. I really don't think, I think 2022 is more, like, realistic, you know. Right, well, I think, like, shows. yeah, for 2021, I think two things for me, like, tr- honestly, like, the idea of, like, all I want to do is get into a club, yeah. play a show, mm-hmm. or even just see a show. But yeah. also the other side of it is like, I don't fucking want to be right next to somebody. And like, you know what I mean? So like the the, real, the reality of it grosses me out. But all yeah. I want to do is that. So there is like, you got to take it one day at a time at this point. And when you want to do anything for a living and bust your ass doing it, you got to just keep going mm-hmm. with like, nothing has stopped. So, you know, for, you know, for givers, for my company, Idol hand, you know, we had shit ton of festivals just wiped off the map this year, yeah. building our own festival wiped off the map. So we're just, we're just keep, we're going to keep cruising. And then as soon as we're allowed to do it, we're ready to go. We're yeah. not going to say, okay, cool. You're ready to roll. Mm-hmm. Now let's figure out what the fuck we're going to do. That's yeah, man. Like that's the thing. Like we got to kind of like most of us have to kind of act as if like act as if like things could come back tomorrow, but also be conscious that they probably won't. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And and like I said, creators are going to create like what you're doing. You know, you probably wouldn't be doing this if (laughs) you were on tour 10 months a year. So, so I guess that's the, that's the silver lining in, in this entire thing, right? Is it's, it's, it's allowing a lot of people different outlets that may not have ever come because they were able to put the brakes on, you know? So totally, man. And you know, like I've, I've told a lot of people that have done this with me, like for a while, I thought all I was, was a merch guy. I was like, that's what I am. That's who I, I, this is what I do. Like I, you know, help build merch lines for tours that I do. And that's all I am. But then Danny Del Principe, (laughs) master networker. That's what you are. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like, I've never like viewed myself as that because like, I don't, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's like, I need to go here to network. I need to, Right. I'm like, yo. Well, it's organic, right? Yeah, I just do it because I love it. Like, I'm like, yo, man, like, I love touring. Like, and I know, like, you know, there's people like, so many people out there that just, they tour because, like, you know, they have a good time, but also it has to be, like, very specific. And I feel like with Gaslight, it was very much like, everybody had to, everybody that was on that tour had to be somebody that they could hang out with. There was no, like, it was no, like, hey, we're hiring you know, Joe Schmo for X amount of dollars because he's the best. It's like, right. nah, we're hiring fucking this guy because we heard he's cool. Yeah, and he's from New York or New Jersey. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except, like, for 90%, Brad. <laughs> except for Brad. Except for Brad. Brad's the only one. That, for, Brad got the, Brad. the golden pass, yes. Yeah, Brad. Brad's literally the only, <laughs> the only long-term employee of Gaslight. Yeah, well, no, Scotty was, was Scotty from... Chicago, too. Scotty was there for oh, a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott, right, right. Scotty, Scotty too. Yeah, I can't, I can't forget about Scotty. And then Preppy, <laughs> Preppy was also California. So that right, was a, right, right, we, but right, it, but right. that was it. There wasn't many of those. No, nah, there wasn't many. I mean, dude, um, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget Brad. We were out in, we were out in like 
I don't know, fucking Kansas or something on a day off. I went to uh, Buca de Pepe. Oh, yeah. Buca de Pepe, Great place. Which we, we used to go there or like Olive Garden or whatever. We try to find decent Italian or shitty Italian in yeah. shitty places, right? Exactly. Uh, I got you. Lost you there. At, I, I'll never forget <laughs> Brad. Brad was going on and on. He's fucking dying laughing. He's like, what is wrong with all you fucking people from Newark, New Jersey? He's like, you're going around the table. I remember Joe Mott so pissed about this. Kerm. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, know, we know him as Kerm. So yes. <laughs> he's going around the table. We're ordering. And all of a sudden, someone's like, oh, yeah, I'll take chicken parmesan. I'll take a pizza. I think Kerm goes, I'll take uh, a calamari. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden Brad goes what the fuck is wrong he's like all of a sudden all of you New York New York New Jersey fucking Italian yep or whatever the hell you are whatever we are all, all of a sudden become part of the fucking become part of the fucking Sopranos when you're ordering Italian food it's and it's that's the funniest thing because like, it's, yeah, it is what it is it's with- so true and it's 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 like a, a tick like I can't like, um, it's not something I could turn off. Like, I'm like, oh, I got to speak like this because right. I'm ordering this. It's fucking insane. <laughs> but, right. um, yeah, the gob of gold. It's like, <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, we, I, and, and it makes no sense. Like that stuff, like mozzarella, like what the fuck? That doesn't even sound right. right. <laughs> like, why, I, like, I'm embarrassed that I do that right. stuff. <laughs> It doesn't even sound Italian. <laughs> no, it does not sound. It sounds it's like, like absolute gibberish. Moron. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous. But it was funny because, like, dude, like, so we met in 2010, and mm. I got hired because I I was from the Bronx and from New York, mm. and that was like fucking insane. But I remember, like, me and you right away, we bonded because of wrestling. Right, right. And off we're the from the Bronx. We're both from the Bronx. Yeah, too. exactly. Dude, right, right, your right. old where you lived is literally. You could probably see it from here if we yeah. really actually looked. Like the, I could right. probably see the building, but, but yeah, the wrestling thing was huge because you huge. had been kind of out of the game for a while. You hadn't really paid attention, and like, yeah. I, dude, it's funny. Like I've noticed over the years, like talking to people with rest about wrestling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not many people have been in it the whole time. Like. I have. No, yeah, no, dude, dude for yo, for sure. And you know me, man. When I go, oh yeah, with anything, I go fucking hard, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, like, I think it was—I don't know—I think it was probably around the time I started dating girls or something in high school. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I I took a break, and you know, and punk rock and all that stuff, right? Of course. And then, and then going on tour because I don't know if everybody knows it's like. When Gaslight, I'm the I'm by far the youngest in Gaslight. When yes. Gaslight started, I was a baby, man. I was right out of high school, so we started touring right out. I was right out of high school, so mm-hmm. by the time you came around, it was like two, yeah, 2010. So wait, how and old things were, were in 2010? So 2000, th- 2010 was when you started with us, right? Yeah, but you were you would have been right, like right. what 24, right? 24 let's see 18. i don't want to age you right here on uh <laughs> yeah 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 24 yeah holy 24. shit all 20, right yeah 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 24 so right so i'm 24 mm-hmm. you're in you're talking about bret hart yeah. i'm getting fucking excited and at this time i remember i met cm punk years before 
when we played with the Bouncing Souls. Yeah. And I remember somebody was like, yo, he's a pro wrestler, whatever. We get to talking, bullshitting, stood, stayed in touch a little bit. Um, and all of a sudden, you, you were telling me, you were like, yo, he's like the dude now. And he, it was like as he was coming up. And, dude, I remember we, we watched the Royal Rumble that year at yes. my house. Yes. At my new apartment, I remember. And then yes. that was it, dude. It was fucking it. It was on. I became full-blown obsessed again. Yeah. You were, like, telling me shit. You were all, yeah, dude, because I remember, like, you had been encyclopedia for most of that shit. But you would just come back, like, so hard. And I was, like, I remember, like, there was one tour where you were just fucking, like, rattling things off and i was like oh my god i was like i think i'm in platonic love right now this is i'm like rain man <laughs> yeah you're like the rain man of like wwe like 100 if, if, if there was a rain man of wwe and the clash you would be it 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent well dude it's funny because oh like, my god so dude, true remember when mvp like came on tour with us like that whole thing was insane. Hell yeah. Dude, I, I'll never Bro, forget. I mean, that's that's the coolest fucking thing about taking the hiatus was able to like sit back and like realize some of the craziest shit we did. I was like, I had, I became like MVP. I literally, I talked to him last week. Yeah. And, and actually, fuck it. We're going to, I'll say it right now. Me and Alex have another project with him. That's amazing. Which... Dude. Yeah, which you know that will be coming out soon. He's a fucking ridiculous hardcore singer. Yeah, that's bro. gonna be wild, dude. Dude, he, you know, he's you know, you know the deal. You know his oh, love for music, man. I love that. But it's cool. Like we're gonna tell his whole story. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fucking legit. But whoa, becoming friends with him, man, was crazy. All this, and that was that was all you, dude. You fucking tweeted at him, dude. Well, that at, was the remember thing. that we were. Ha- I remember we had we had just had a day. It was. A day off going into a show day. Yeah. Houston, right? Going we were going to Houston. Houston, yeah. But we had a day off in because, you know, that drive, wherever the fuck we were right. coming from, like Houston's usually the first stop. Right, so right, right. So we had the day off and we were driving at night. We left like wherever the fuck we were to go to Houston. And he tweeted something about like a fishbone show. And I was like, oh, right. I was like, this dude fucking likes good music. Like, shit. Right. So it was just like out of nowhere. I think we were getting high in the back lounge, like straight up. Right. I think me and Alex were getting stoned. We were probably yeah. sitting there, and Perkins was probably sitting there. Like it was probably one of those scenarios where it was all the playing all, FIFA, doing, yeah, doing, doing, thing, doing yeah. our thing, the late night crew. And then I just tweeted at him and I was like, hey man, like I'm on tour with this band called Gaslight Anthem. We're playing with Rise Against tomorrow at fucking what, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. You should come out to the show. And he's, like right away, he's like, yo, let's do it. Like followed me and was like, all right, cool. Like this is my name. Put me on the list as this name. And I was like, yo, uh, <laughs> he's coming to the show tomorrow. <laughs> that dude. And then we found out that he went to high school with Zach. Yes. From Rise was, Against, right? Yeah. In like it, Miami or no, in, in Houston, right? It was in yeah. Houston. Because then he went, it was went in to Houston Miami. Or Miami like, whatever, whatever the hell it was. But it was like, and I remember like when they talked to each other, like Zach was like, holy shit like what the <laughs> yeah. fuck like this is what you do now it's crazy man <laughs> yeah. and then him yeah, coming man. on tour with us was just that was like i think it was just like one of those things where we were like hey uh so hassan's gonna come out with us yeah, yeah. Cool uh, with i'll that? tell you i'll tell you i'll tell oh, you yeah, the story tell, so tell so what happened was we're talking and he was out in 
California getting tattooed. Right. And we were we were playing Coachella. It was mm-hmm. the second second weekend we were playing Coachella. So we're coming back down. And he's like, yo, fucking, let me just jump on the bus. You're going back to Houston anyway. Because we were, we were going Coachella, like somewhere in San Diego. And then, yeah. Stay off then Houston. Like yeah. we were going like straight to fucking Houston. So, uh, like, yeah, all right. I remember, honestly, I don't even think I asked anybody. <laughs> I think it was one of those situations. It was one of those situations you where me. you're like, yeah, you, you know remember what? how I was back then. I just, I was a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> just whatever. 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 Think, no, we weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> so I think I, I was like, you know, kind of ask, uh, asking everybody for forgiveness. I just let somebody on the bus for a few days, but yeah. You know, whatever. So, but he's respectful. Um, we, he was, oh, dude, it yeah. was like everybody he, loved, yeah, everybody loved he, him. He Friends knows what them. to do. He's been fun. Yeah. He knew the deal, man. So, yeah. you come out and bro, he was, he was the most fucking grateful dude ever, man. Like, you got to see Wu Tang, oh. you got to see Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. He's just like, man, this is fucking awesome. And not like, kind of like, a, man, this is awesome. I'm hanging, like, cause fucking the son's a goddamn celebrity you know what i mean like he's the real fucking yeah he's days, the real man. deal you know what i mean he's the real deal so he was like yo fucking thanks man and then remember we went to his house oh no you didn't i didn't go because i had to sell merch yeah right you had to sell merch <laughs> you and, and alex, alex went, went to, yeah went to his house i got the fucking hang i got that like hang out with his fucking belts oh. i was just like hanging out with the belts You're just hanging out like oh this is the real deal right here <laughs> it was, I was like, no big deal. This is crazy. Dude, <laughs> this is actually funny. I totally like forgot about this until, well, I mean, I, I, I knew it happened, but it, like, this is reminding me. So, um, at the beginning of 2019, like right at the beginning, I was mm. on tour with Andrew McMahon and we played, yeah. Houston, we played Houston and Andrew McMahon is wild for anybody that doesn't know, you should know what he is obviously, but he is what he sounds wildly different than Gaslight Anthem and his show is wildly <laughs> different than Gaslight Anthem. It's great. But it's just different. So I hit, I hit him up and I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, Hassan, like come out to the show. Like if you're around, like whatever. And he's like, Oh, I probably can't get to the show till like nine o'clock. Like, you know, but put me on the list plus one and I'll be there. And for anybody listening, there's a lot of people that say that and then they just never show up to the show. And I'll tell you, I've been that person too, where I'm like, uh, literally that person every time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not every time. No, for sure. But you, but you've never been that person with me. You've always showed up, but that's, that's no, no. Well, I guess when, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess when it's, yeah, it you depends. Know, you know it depends <laughs> on the day and what's happening and like whatever you went through that day, right? So the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So I immediately was like, "He's not showing up," just because just because right. that's normal. It's fine. So it was that's funny because right. I was watching the Royal Rumble at that show, and it was during a quiet song. And I'm watching the Royal Rumble, and I'm just like, it's during one of Andrew's songs where he's just playing piano. And he comes walking up behind and he just goes, why the fuck am I not surprised? And I'm like, oh shit. And like, we ended up like hanging out and like, he ended up like hanging out all night and like, we, you know, ended up like just 
chilling at that shitty dirt bar that's like right next to the House of Blues there, and like it was, it was right, really right, fast, right, man. There's a picture with like me, him, and Andrew McMahon <laughs> where like we're all fucked up, and like I'm just like, ah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, bro, that's he's the he's a real motherfucker, real, 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 real deal. Hey everybody, Danny here. If you have a minute, be sure to check out stories.net to learn about how we are supporting members of the touring community with your help. That's stories.net. S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S dot net. Dude, the older you get, and this business is crazy, man. You meet so many people, you know, you meet meet so many people that you connect with on like a really like intense the tone i always like i always i always say touring is like this extended white one night stand right <laughs> you have like <laughs> you have this like unbelievably like emotional connection or just connection yeah, with a shit ton of people for a short period of time and then 95 to 99 percent of them you never see or talk to them again and you usually like pick one or two that you really connect with Mm -hmm. and that kind of becomes like your your life right you know like i mean you you've been touring way longer than i have you know and like and you've been on a lot of different tours a lot of different Mm -hmm. people especially on the merch side of things you're you're getting to know both sides of the coin you know sometimes when you know when you're in the band and doing the stuff gaslight was doing like kind of become insulated with like um becomes very insular like to the band and like doing the band stuff you know mm-hmm. sound checks and this and that and sometimes you don't get to know the crew as well on other you know from other bands yeah you know sometimes because they're working and you know they're they're out there you're doing this you're doing you know so yeah, on your side, like you get to know fucking everybody and, and cultivate these like relationships. And then you really see like who you connect with and who you don't. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's, it's a crazy thing, man. So like, like think about how many like acquaintances I have, me, so you know, we, we know, right? Like, yeah. Like I have more acquaintances than mostly most people, I think. But it's also, yeah. it's, it's kind of a nice yeah. thing though, you know, I like it. Like, I'm glad that I have so many acquaintances, you know, because right, it's when I'm doing crazy shit like this that I'm like, oh shit. Like, I talked to Jimmy from Polar Bear Club the other day and I've barely ever hung out with that dude, like ever. And we had like a long talk and it was amazing. <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's so fucking weird how that shit happens. And that's the thing. It's like it's one of those things to where like touring has always been for me. It's like, you know, when I come home from tour, it was always like, I don't ever, I don't want to talk about tour. I don't want to talk about this. I don't, I just want to fucking relax and be normal. And I just want to, but also that's kind of, I realize like now that's very like alienating and very like isolating to where it's like, yo, now that I can't tour and I don't have that, I'm like, fuck I want to talk about it because it was right. such a thing that's like so it's just something that like not a lot of people get to do and we've got to yeah, do man. It like on we got to do it on a crazy level so it's just well dude I'll be honest with you I've never talked I've never spoken about this like I guess on a public forum mm-hmm. ever you know mm-hmm. to friends I'm sure me and you've had this conversation yeah. before but um I you know looking back now like again like <sighs> 
gas. I was super young when we started Gaslight. Mm-hmm. Um, going through my 20s, man, like Gaslight was my identity, right? Is my identity. Or what? Sorry. Was, is, is a very big part of my identity. Yes. It's a, it's, it's like my children. I yeah. love that band. Like I love my children, right? Oh. It's such a, it's such a deep thing, man. Like, yeah. especially like at that age going through, you know, what we went through with, with the guys and, you know, ups and downs of any mm. band and success, all that stuff. Right. And being able to just be grateful now and looking back, but like I had a really hard time when I was younger talking about touring and what the band was doing in general. Cause I was so self-conscious about coming off like an asshole because, you know, it was, it was a really tough thing. And it was, it was, it was one of the, if somebody would ask me like, you know, uh, how was, the tour how was this and my life is only this band so the hell am i gonna say yeah fucking bruce springsteen jumped on stage and i was on the bbc and i played in front of a hundred thousand people wembley fucking stadium how does that not come off arrogant or without you know humility right Mm -hmm. so that that would always like go it would always like go through my head when i whenever i have these conversations (sighs) and then i would you know now taking a step back i'm like listen, that is, that is my life. That's our, that, and that's my story. Yeah. And there is, and, and it has nothing to do with about bragging or whatnot, because the amount of gratitude I have for fucking being able to do the most amazing thing on earth, which is being a professional musician. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, as well now having a relationship with my clients mm-hmm. as a professional barber as well, it's a lot of fun, man, because a lot of people, they just want to hear the stories. Yeah. It, like you're doing right now. Like this is a very interesting way of doing it because it is a little bit of a peek behind that curtain that people want to see, man. And people want to hear just like me and you, why we love professional wrestling. <laughs> 90% of the time, what we love about wrestling is the gossip. Dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like funny. that's the thing. I listen to these wrestling podcasts like Jericho's and I'm like, I'm hanging on every word. I'm like, wait, what happened in 1996 in WCW? Wait. And wait, they really didn't like each other? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I feel like once doing what we do and kind of like having the cool life that we've had, I think once you get to a point where it's all about gratefulness and where you can fully accept it, because like I've talked about this in the podcast already. Like, I was a Gaslight super fan when I started working with you guys. Getting that job was, like, to me, that was just, that was a life-changing moment for me. And I'm sure I've told you this before. That's crazy. But no, I've told you guys this before, like, you and Alex. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, that still holds up today. And I still, I remember the day I got the job like it was yesterday. It's one of those things to where. Wow. I think if you approach things from a grateful mindset of like, yeah, of course, I love you guys and I love what you do. Like, why wouldn't I want to talk about it? That changes things a little bit, you know? And I think that's where I'm coming from now to where I'm like, yo, why wouldn't I want to show gratitude for everything I've had for the last 18 years? You know what I mean? So, right. Well, there, I think there's also like, um, 
people that maybe don't see that probably don't have gratitude. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like if they, this isn't a conversation people usually have when they're not humble mm. or, you know, bragging or whatnot. And I'm not going to fucking lie. And you can't sugarcoat anything to, to be in a band and fucking jump around like an asshole on stage. You kind of have to like have a little bit of like swagger or something, whatever the hell it may be. Yeah. Um, you have to have but something that, to do what we did for a living. Like you have to have something right. that's like, because I usually plenty- mentally Ill- mental illness. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest. Like we are, we were not right at points in our life, but I think now we're getting right. And you've obviously you have, right. you you're you know you're a father of two beautiful girls. So like you've yeah. you know you got a the amazing wife. So you've obviously figured it out before me. I got a fucking cat that I love. <laughs> that's what I got. <laughs> it's not the same as having a child obviously but you know i got a purpose at least i have something that i'm like yo i have to keep taking care of this guy and keep him good all the time you know but yeah yeah man it's kind of cool kind of just like changing the perspective and just thinking about things a different way you know it really is man you know because in this business you could do a lot of the chasing like anything with money or success and Mm -hmm. you know, an abundance of anything. Right. Um, I think if you, if you say I'm not, I'm not ready to stop X, Y, and Z because I haven't done X, Y, and Z, when is that going to stop? You know, if, if you're grateful for everything that's coming to you, Mm -hmm. it's all good, man. You know, like, yeah, man. You know, I always said like, I would, I would always said like if the train stops with gaslight for a bit or whatever it may be like, cool. Like I accomplished more in gaslight than I ever dreamed of in music. Right. Like, yeah, you know, that's what it is. Like, dude, I can't wait. I'm talking to Andre next weekend. Oh my God. And like, it's just going to be talk like, about, Oh, I already, he already told, he's already like, I have the story from when Gaslight first came over here in Germany and I'll, I'll let, I'll let him talk about that. Oh yeah. No, that's the thing. Like you're going to be on before you're going to be air. This is going to be coming out before him, but like, dude, it's going to be great, man. man, Because like, that's just, that's a thing that a lot of people don't know about, about the struggles of touring, you know, like right for you guys guys, with rats, guys like, yeah, man, guys, guys like Andre in fucking Cologne, Germany. Yeah. Without him, man, Gaslight never would have become a band, a real band, you know, like, I mean, yeah, that's how things happen, man. Like, you know, it's the little, it's the little things along the way, you know, and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, I think that there's like three things of, I think maybe components of success, who knows, you know, in any, in anything, business, music, I don't fucking know. But I think that like, you have to try to create something that you enjoy and you love and you believe in. Mm -hmm. You also have to fucking work your ass off. Yes. And then you're also, you have to be open and understand that there's definitely some sort of luck and breaks that happen. Yes. Gaslight. Gaslight was on that trajectory of all three of those things, man. We just kept fucking moving and kept writing and kept recording and kept having fucking awesome, amazing breaks along the way. And that was it. And, you know, and it's a a very unexplainable thing, you know, and it's, it's not, that's the thing. There's not, there's no way to explain it. And it's like, there's people out there in the world who want to have to, who want to be like, 
well, no, this is why this happened. And it's like, nah, some things right. are just an X factor because like you lived it. Yeah. You, yeah. you are gaslight. You are one, four, one fifth of gaslight anthem. Yeah, and, you gotta give the you gotta give the in love. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing to me, and this is always how it's gonna be for me. Gaslight is a five piece. That's my opinion. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. My yeah. Opinion. Listen, and this is fucking. This is the God's honest truth. If the music business was different, oh. if the music business was the music business twenty years ago, and honestly, if there was just enough of the pie to go around, Ian would have been the band years ago. Exactly. It just, there's just not enough, there wasn't enough of the pie. Yeah, for, but for I feel everybody. like everybody, I feel like, I mean, most people that are like enough into Gaslight, like that got into them, you know, that got into you guys, like, you know, when they did, they know it's, you know, to it's a five piece. Yeah. It's Ian is, Ian is one of the most incredible human beings and musicians, dude. which is funny because you talk about humility, man. Oh my God. That, I didn't even, I didn't, we didn't even know that dude played guitar for like a year and a half. And they were like, Oh my God, you're better than everybody at guitar. What the fuck? <laughs> That's He's an incredible thing, musician. Man. Incredible is, human. Ian is probably one of the best musicians, like just like natural talents I've ever seen where it's yep. like effortless, but it's basically, I'll tell you this, man. Perkins is like the kind of person I strive to be. And right. it's yeah, like, yeah. he's an insane. 100%. And he has never changed over the years. No. Like, no. whereas like all of us kind of, and, and this is the thing, all of us, like if you're going to be really, like if you're going to have humility and be honest about it, all of us had shit to fucking work on. All of us. Right, right. Every single one right. of us. Right. Perkins... It was, that was never a thing. No. I, you know what? No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what that, that motherfucker's thing is. What? He lived with, so he lived with Oh me. yeah, right. He lived with so, me too. So, he lived with me so, too. So when, so when Ian first started playing with us live, mm. right? We made that decision uh, during handwritten. Right. He came over, we got him a visa. Mm -hmm. He moved into my basement, lives in my basement for like a year and a half. We were on tour the whole time anyway. <laughs> yes. But. I, the one thing that always made me fucking crazy still to this day <laughs> with Ian, if you ask that motherfucker what he wants to eat, what he wants to do, he'll just say, I don't know, bro, whatever you want. <laughs> I, dude, yes. As annoying as that was, <laughs> it's real. He's really that kind of person, though, where he's like, I, I really don't care. Uh, I don't, I'm like, Ian, you want cheeseburgers? I'll make cheeseburgers. I'll eat cheeseburgers. You want pizza? I, I'll eat, I'll eat pizza. You want cheeseburgers or pizza? <laughs> I'll do both. Yeah, but it's like, that's one of those things where like, that's our problem. That's not his problem. That's our problem no. of being like, <laughs> wait, what the fuck? It's like, okay, yeah, if that's what you want, that's what you want. Like, whatever. No, I know. But he's know. one of those guys like, yeah, the whole time, man, like he's always like been like, you know, the guy that I like look up to where I'm like, what would Perkins do in this situation? Like, right. I don't know if other people have had that exact same thing, but that's definitely for me where I'm like, yo, I man, think like, some people do. What would Jesus do? But of course I'm more on the, what, what would Perkins do? Yeah. I mean, I'm on a little, yeah. I mean, like I'm definitely on like, I, I I'm like, what would like these five people do right now? But Perkins yeah. is definitely one of those five people where I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll tell you, man, because Ian has gone through life he's he he's one of the only humans i know that has gone through life 
and has got to where he has by being a fucking good, genuine person. Yes. That, you know what I mean? And that, and that's, that's the fucking truth, man. That's a fact. And, and I, I remember having a conversation with him because being honest, like he felt super, um, I don't know, weird, maybe. I don't know what that what the word is. He felt weird when mm-hmm. uh, it was like, hey, man, here's a guitar, and now you're going to play in front of a thousand people, thousands mm-hmm. of people, whatever the fuck it was, when we released Handwritten. And he, he felt like yes. he didn't... He was... He, he didn't um, earn it, I guess, yes. right? Yeah. And I sat down with him in my house when me and him were going over songs, we're going over backing vocals and all that. I'm like, listen, dude. I was like, I'm going to fucking shoot you straight. Life is about fucking opportunity, man. Everybody gets opportunities. It's a matter of what you do to it. I was like, we love you, but don't fucking get it twisted. If you sh- if you suck, you're gonna go back to fucking stringing guitars, man. Exactly. <laughs> you, yeah. You know, like you know. What I mean? But it's like you and guys knew that he wasn't gonna suck, so you guys were like, no. Yeah, he like crushed it. Of he did it. He took the opportunity. He fucking ran with it. Yeah. Wrote his own fucking record after that. Oh, did dude. fucking, you know, Horrible Crows with Brian. Yeah. I mean, he's an incredible, stuff. he fucking ran with it. And that that's what it is. You know, it's a matter of taking that opportunity and, but you and know going what? with it. But you know what, man? There's also some people, and we both, and we we're not, we're not going to touch on this for too long, but we know there's a lot of people who just like to hate, just to hate. Just, just to, to hate, man. Just to be like... Oh, well, Perkins, you're, oh, really? Like, or anything, in any situation. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, you got to listen to the people that are, like, rooting you on. And because, I mean, like I said, like, with this whole thing and, like, the podcast and everything, I got a lot of people rooting me on that are, like, like what you said. And, like, just definitely, like, making me feel good about it. Like, I'm not going to go into all the compliments or whatever. But I have a lot of people making me feel confident about this. But I have a mm-hmm. couple people that are kind of dickheads, and you know what I do? Of course, I don't fucking talk to those people. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're, all right, whatever. Like, yeah, cool. That's what you think. You know, right. I mean, you know what it is, man. It's, I mean, envy, jealousy. It's just, it, it's part it is, of the game, man. It is part of the game, but like, that's the thing. I'm not playing a game. I'm not. There's right. no game here. I'm, that's that's it. that's a thing for people. It is a game. It's a matter of like. What? That motherfucker? Why? Why does he get to do that now? It's like it's because, because I he's doing to. it. Yeah. You can fucking do it if you want. Yeah. But you just you didn't do it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things you can't listen to those people. You gotta like I've and I've learned that just as like, you know, I've gotten older, like it's yeah. you gotta make I'll tell you I'll tell you though. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. Some people some people, I agree, a lot of people, especially musicians, can't listen to that. But yeah, I have always listened to that because I always wanted to be that underdog and say, fuck you. If that's how you, cool, if that's how you feel, all good. I'm the one standing up here doing my thing. Yeah, man. You could, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. talk shit. And for what me, you, this like, is like, <laughs> for like, me, this just going like, to fuel my fire. Ex- dude. 100%. And I've never like put myself out there alone like this right. before. It's always been like, cool, I'm building this merch line and like I'm not telling everybody like, by the way, this whole entire merch line is something that I kind of like put together and had people desi- like Right. It's right. one of those things to where like I've never like wanted to be front and center 
and mm-hmm. I don't think I am front and center. So like, it's like what I was telling you today when we were texting, like, it's like, you know, you were giving me a compliment and I was like, oh no, like this is all Kenny. Like, you know what right. I mean? But that's the thing. That's the truth though. It's in my mind, that's the truth in my well, that, mind. Right. And that's, and that's a good way of looking. But like yeah. I said to you, it is, it's like anything, man, like a band is not just the four guys on stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A band yeah. is every component that makes it's fucking Andre on the first European tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's that family that you create throughout the years has mm-hmm. fucking pushed you. And, and that's the thing, man. Then the, the bands that are truly successful are the ones that know that, exactly. you know what I mean? It's not, and you it's guys, not, I think you guys knew that because you, there was, there was Silverstein was honestly the only other band that like took me almost everywhere. They didn't even take me to Australia, but you guys took me yeah. fucking everywhere. You guys were like, Oh, Oh no, we're yeah. You're, yeah, we don't care if there's no merch being sold to this festival. Like you're coming, and I'm like, <laughs> right. So like, I had to like, my jo- dude. All I had to do on that first Soundwave tour I did was sell merch at like that Social Distortion show that we played. Yeah, and order you pizza and cookie cake for your birthday because your birthday was on that tour. That was it. That was my only <laughs> job. Right. It was amazing. That's right. <laughs> it was like, and... yeah, just do this. And you can come to Australia, and it's like, all right, cool. I'll do it. Yeah. And, and get and get stuck in a fucking earthquake in Japan, on that tour. That was that was on that I tour. I mean, shit, that was wild, bro. We were like, yeah, it was kind of just like, okay, cool. We that might die. This mountain might fall on us, and we might die. But also, <laughs> it might not. <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's now fucking Fiji. Yo, yeah. That, well, yo, that's another. That's another story. People don't believe me. I'll tell my clients about that. I'm like. Dude. Yeah, we like passed Mount Fiji on the left, one underneath, and then we stopped. They're like, no. What are the chances? I was like, yo, I'm telling you, Mount Fiji was on the fucking left of us. We Dude. went underground. Yes. And then we were stuck there. I only had a bottle of Jameson and some clonopin. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. Hey everybody, Danny again. Be sure to head on over to stories.net to find out how the items featured in this episode could be yours, while also supporting a great cause. That's stories.net, S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S dot net. I'm sorry, you know me, I'm checking my hair. No, of course you are. Which, no, dude, you are. As, I'm, as, I, as I'm checking my hair out, remember... Remember when you came to us mm-hmm. with long hair, long hair, <laughs> and I fucking, it took me about a year and a half to convince you to fucking cut your hair. For no, me to cut your hair. see, Remember this that? is where this is where the mem- the tour memory is wrong because I think I've definitely done that a few times where I've been like, it took me so long, and it's like, no, it was only a few months. So I started with you guys. In, was it, dude? I started with you guys in. Right at right the day uh, American Slang came out, that's when I started Irving Plaza show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Irving mean, we had, I had yeah, met you I before that, and we had hung out, but that was my first show. You cut my hair. Right. You cut my hair in September on that Menzingers in Canada tour. Yes, we were in Canada. Yes. You cut it all off. Day off in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it was a day off in wherever. Cut it all off. You cut it all off, 
And then I was like, all right, this is great. And then it just started going away a lot. And then now I just have a beard and it's great. And I, just, <laughs> I just buy, I buy women's razors. Now you're just Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, now I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just buy women's razors to shave my head and I shave my head. Well, that's the thing. The hair that I still have that still grow, wants to grow in, it wants to grow in like thick as fuck. Yeah. So I have to shave it like every other day. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. the most annoying thing. It's like... Really, <laughs> women's razors are good though. They've got that aloe, the nice aloe strip oh, on my, them. Dude, I I don't even have to put lotion on my head after I'm done. It's like I just do that, and I'm just like, oh, that's great. But I really have yeah. to do it. Like, like if I shave my head on a Monday, I have to shave my head on Wednesday because it grows in oh, so. Jesus. Thick. But I'm kind. I kind of want to do what Andy Williams does from Every Time I Die, you know, because he's the fucking butcher oh. on AEW. But he has that long ass hair, right. and he's got the. But it's like the old school wrestler with like the ball. I know you hate that. I know you're like fuck that. Right. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. You guys do the mustache though, too. I know. I'd have to do the. Mu- I'd have to make it work. But like, that's the thing. He pu- he pulls that off so well. He does. Yeah, like he's, he makes it work. He's a mon- I, dude, What the fuck? What the fuck? He decides to be a pro wrestler at like what forty? Dude, well, no, like, he had been wrestling. He had been wrestling <laughs> in the indies. Tour? He had been wrestling in the indies, like in his late. He was 30s. doing indies for a while. Yeah. yeah, but like, dude, I'll tell you, when I saw him turn up on AEW, I like stood up on my couch and like lost my mind. I was like, this is the coolest yeah, fucking thing ever. I like, just because I know, like. I know what it's Bro. like being a wrestling fan. Like we're like, that's right. insane to me that like he's re- he was in the main event the other day. It was amazing, <laughs> dude. I mean, talk about that's right. Talk about fucking ambition, right? Holy dude. shit! Well, that's the massive rock and roll band, dude. Yes. Massive rock and roll band. One and of the then... best heavy bands. Like one of the and that's the thing. Every time I die, to me, they are. They I'm are one of the yeah. most consistent, best heavy bands in the game ever. I think. Like, Hell yeah. Hell I, yeah. I, I, and you know what? I don't care what anybody says. Fuck you. I put them up in the same category as like Slayer and bands like that. That are just like right. they've been around for twenty years and look at what they've created and what they've built. It's it's kind of weird. I always felt like in like the modern in that modern um heavy era there's only like two bands up there that like have that unique feel to it which is every time i die and like the bronx it's like they're they're like their own thing dude the bronx are like yeah i'm actually i'm talking to joby actually uh tomorrow from the Bronx. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing Fuck that yeah. tomorrow. So that'll be dope. But yeah, man, you're right. Like Fuck those yeah. are the those are the those are the bands where like to me, I'm just like, yo, I can listen to any of their albums like anytime ever. Like it's yeah. amazing. And yeah. It's definitely cool. But I mean, Fucking you know, terrible. it's like you know when you have that long of a history, it's like you. I mean, like I would love to get Keith on here or any of those guys on here one day and just be like, yo, let's Hell talk yeah. about this shit and fucking whatever. But let's go back. Let's go back to our history. Yeah. So our, our, we got a lot. Let's talk about the food poisoning incident. Oh my god! In so in Spain. Spain. Yes. Oh. So basically, okay. So for anybody who doesn't know, obviously a lot of people probably don't know about this because why the fuck would you? But <laughs> we had a day off in Barcelona, or 
Yeah. Madrid? Oh, no. It was a day off in Madrid. And then yeah, yeah, we had a yeah. show the next day. And then we f- we were flying home. And it was right around it was yeah. right around Christmas time. It was like... Yeah. Or before Thanksgiving. Right, right. So, basically, the only people that didn't get food poisoning were myself, Brian, Benny, Steph... Yeah, Benny's and Brad. wife. And yeah, Benny's wife and Brad. Right. So there was Right, right. But how how did you guys so get that? I still don't know. So basically, I, yeah, every everybody who's a vegetarian or just eats chicken fingers. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Brian, I think me and Brian ate like we ate like some chicken at the hotel bar the night before or something like that. Like right. that was it. Like yeah, it was just like Whatever. Bro, I think it was. I think it was paella. I think I'm pretty sure it was paella because that's that's the only thing that makes sense. Because all you guys, all... Went, yeah, everybody except for like me and Brian and you know Brad and Benny would eat. Right. Yeah. So, yo, again, like this is like a fucking story that is not <sighs> believable. So. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking play this show. We're fucking, you know, you know, like you, it's like Christmas morning. Um, yes. I'm like the la- the last show of a long tour. Yes. You're like, right, cool. Like, oh, dude, this this is the craziest part about it. We were there for six fucking weeks. This was during Sandy. <clears throat> yeah. So we were finally going home. It was handwritten. And it, we were finally right. going home after Sandy. <laughs> after Sandy. <clears throat> yeah, because Steph came out to see us. Like, Steph came out. Le- she left Sandy to see us. Right. And it yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, she was like, oh, I was like up in water to my fucking knees, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So that was yeah. a crazy time, right? So we're yeah. like, all we want to do is get home, blah, 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 whatever. So um, we're, play- we're playing show. It's cool, whatever. Like last show, going all out. Um, we do, this is when we did on course, right? So we like went off, came back on. All of a sudden, <laughs> it was you first. We, you were the first one. <laughs> I was the, I was the first one. So, within Gaslab, between the four of us on stage, we would we have like I'm not gonna give you too much, but we have like signals. Yeah, when like shit's wrong, you know. Of course, I give Ryan. I remember like this a signal. Like <laughs> you wrap that wrap that shit up, B. <laughs> you know? One song, guys. Let's go. One song, really fast. <laughs> i literally fucking heard over my base i heard my fucking stomach grumbling i'm like what the fuck is going on and i just started like getting cold sweats dude i put my fucking base down we were done like done 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 put it down ran to the fucking bathroom both ends boom just like exploded everywhere in the madrid fucking backstage bathroom Fucking oh. came out, turned green, the whole nine. Everyone's like, "What the fuck?" All of a sudden, I looked over at Perkins, and he <laughs> he looked like he had fucking I don't know <laughs> something, <laughs> something with his fucking with his Ian face. He was <laughs> fucked. <laughs> he, was, he, was, oh yeah, he was fucked. All and he started, and, and as this is happening, so anybody that's toured before knows, especially if anybody has toured with more than 10 people on a bus yep. for six fucking weeks in Europe and you're about to fly to the United States. You know how much shit that you have to do? 
that night it's to get lot. ready to go home. Yeah. Literally, it's a fucking explosion on the bus. So you gotta like get everything together. Yeah. Pack, you gotta throw shit out. You gotta you gotta try to fit fucking all these stupid souvenirs and shirts that you got of in course. six weeks yeah, into a bag. Exactly. <laughs> so you gotta do all this shit, right? So we had to go a half hour. A half hour from from the bus to the hotel. Bus, bus yeah. to the hotel. It took us probably three at fucking hours dude it took us three hours because we were literally stopping every five minutes as we were stopping it was like fucking it was like you guys up. were dropping <laughs> like flies it was like it was like you were the first one on the bus you were like oh god like i'm so fucked and then i remember like me and brian and the ones that weren't infected were like what the fuck is happening like okay what the fuck? Yeah. And then, well, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put us here. So basically, like the next morning at the hotel, me and Brian woke up because we were roommates at that point. Right. We right. woke up and we were fine. We woke up and we and Scotty was knocking at our door and he was just like he looked like he was dead. <laughs> he looked like he had been like he looked like somebody beat the fuck out of him in the in the fucking hotel lobby. And he's like <sighs> all out of breath he's like are you guys okay and we're like yeah like sorry are we late like for lobby call and he's like everybody's down there like we we got food poisoning i think and we, go, and we walk down there and all you guys look like you had been you had gotten your ass kicked and then we're like, just literally like fucking arrested yeah yeah oh god it was so bad dude it was rough and then scott scott didn't even make the flight nope he stayed back because it was like too dangerous to get a fucking flight. And then we got there and all of our shit was fucking delayed. Remember that? No, it got canceled. canceled. It canceled. Yes. And so I was like, fuck that. And Benny, I remember, took the reins and went and whatever. We found a bunch of flights home. I'm fucking laying on the ground. You, like, dude, <laughs> you guys, I remember that flight. Dead. Like, dude, Rose Amelia got up to go to the bathroom at least 10 times in that flight. Well, dude, I, yeah. I felt bad for him, the worst out of anybody, because he was chilling the whole time, and me and Alex always roomed, right? So we're we're rooming. He, he's oh, like, so he was fine right? when you were sick. He was fine throughout oh, the entire shit. night, and then he got hit right before we went on the fucking plane, and the entire fucking plane ride home, he's that's dying, right. literally fucking dying. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but you know what? Alex is just like, he's a fucking, such a tough motherfucker. Like, he's, yeah. he's a trainer, he's a- man. He's He's got that mental fucking strength where he's like, all right, it sucks, like, whatever. But I remember our flights <laughs> yeah. our flights got moved to Philly, and we had to take a car home from Philly. Oh, um, my God, that's right. And I was in a car with Kerm and Marv, and they were, like, just, like, dying, and I was like, uh, oh. I'm good, I think. Well, that's the second time. Remember when I fucking had food poisoning the first the first day on tour with Soundgarden in Europe? Oh my god. Yes. I'm, fucking, I'm puking all day. That's right. The yeah. First show At, Soundgarden. The first show I, with Soundgarden. I'm, yeah. In Paris. In Paris. And well, because we had gone out to dinner the night before and yeah. you must I mean we all ate like at that place, so I don't know what you would have ate that was like different or something. Yeah, I don't know. I was all fucking. Who the who fuck knows? Who knows dude, actually what happened? We to have me, so but... many good like flight stories. Like, dude, remember flying home for fucking WrestleMania? Like the oh night, my God. like dude. me and you flew back. The we didn't sleep. 
Remember, no. we didn't sleep at all. We were in like Denmark. Or well, something. we slept a little bit in the hotel because, like, me and you after the show, it was like, all right, you guys are going to the hotel right now. So we left on right. our own. Me and you got a cab back to the hotel. And then we slept for whatever. And I remember you telling me because, you know, Lindsay's a nurse. And you were like, all right, we got to eat a lot of protein and we got to drink a lot of water because we're, because we basically were flying home and then staying awake and going right to WrestleMania. Right to WrestleMania. Yeah. It was like, we landed at like two o'clock. Right. And then we went back to your place, showered and then drove (laughs) back to the fucking MetLife stadium. Yeah. WrestleMania 29. Dude. And it was the fucking greatest, dude. And oh my that god, that was so sick. That man. was the greatest fucking WrestleMania too. I was. Oh, you yeah, got to hang out. No, nah, you got you had the VIP treatment. I mean, well, because it was one of those things where like there was tickets and like you know we all kind of everybody that we went with like we had enough tickets for everybody, but we were all sitting in different areas, like just typical yeah. normal shit. But you yeah. had the connection to where you were up in the skybox with like. All the, I mean, I won't mention their names. I'll let you do it if you want. But you were with like all the fucking big dogs up there. And, oh, you're crazy. There's oh. players there. And it was like, I remember I met him. It was like two days after his fucking son died. Oh, that's right. It was crazy, dude. It, it was so crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? Ric Flair was here and Ted DiBiase, all these dudes just. And that was before champ. Charlotte. That was when Charlotte was probably still in NXT, right? Dude, she was in a wrestler. She was there. Oh shit. She was there. Oh, dude. It was right before she she decided to wrestle after her brother died. After that's right. And, I I remember So that I think year. like probably that year or something. I don't know. But I remember she was there. I remember like wow. looking back and being like, oh shit, she was there. Yeah. Because that was 2013, right? That was definitely 2013. Mm, no, no, that was earlier. No, 12, Survivor maybe? Series was wait. No. So, Survivor Series was earlier than Survivor Series is 2011. Me and you did a lot of. We did a lot 2011 of. 2011 Survivor shit. Series when Punk won the fucking championship for the first time. You flew in from Nashville. Yes. I flew in I from a tour with Manchester, Manchester tour. Yes. And that <laughs> That's was. Like, like, had, oh. We had like two months off. Yeah. You know, the first fucking time ever. And. Um, <laughs> And then we went to, we had 60, you could see us actually, if you watch, go on the network, you could see us right oh, in the really? front row, remember? Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're right there to the right. We're all, all we're all wearing CM Punk shirts. Yeah, we are, like a bunch of marks. Who cares? Like, I don't fucking care. So, cl- so clownish. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So I don't, but that's the thing. It's like, at the time, it's like, oh God, it's embarrassing. But now it's right. like. What's embarrassing about sick. what? Yeah, who fucking cares? Like, it was we're, sick. Dude, we're that was, supporting that was somebody. The, first time the Rock, the Rock came back, dude. And you went. I remember you left the seats and you went down and like shook his hand because he did the yeah. whole. Life. And I was like all like nervous. I was like, I can't do that. And you're just like, I'm going right. down there. Fuck it. And it was like, <laughs> like what dude, up, Rock? It's so cool, man. Like, but I think like, but wait, the, that WrestleMania would have been 2013 then, so it'd have been a couple of years later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we were on tour with like the Japan droids. It was after Handwritten came out. That's right. That's right. That's right. The crazy crazy dude that worked for Japan droids, he was like gambling on WrestleMania. Yeah. And he like wanted to come to America. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't write for WWE. I just know a couple of wrestlers. (laughs) Well, it's one of those things to where like you. I mean, for me and you, like, we have that same, like, discretion, I think, to where, like, I would never be like, 
yo, Hassan, are you winning the belt tonight? Like, <laughs> I would rather just watch it and like text him afterwards and be like, yo, that was sick. Cool. Like, right. I would never right. ask them before, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where you kind of got to like have the discretion about it, you know? Yeah. And, it's a really weird thing. Wrestling is a very bizarre subculture. If you don't get it, you, <laughs> I, I get it. If you don't get it, if you don't get it, exactly. You probably think we're nuts. I, yeah. I understand that. But if you yeah. get it, you get it. Like, uh, dude, I was on a tour once. I will not say what tour and I will not say who this was, but I had some guy who's, uh, he's a nice guy, but in this situation, he was kind of a dickhead. It was a day off and I was like on the bus by myself, like watching Monday Night Raw, like whatever. And he comes on and like the rest of the band comes on and they're just like kind of chilling. And then about five minutes in, he's like, what is this gay shit on the fucking TV? And, <laughs> and this is again, this is 2018. So it's right. at a time in the world where you, you should never be saying that, but it's at a time right. where it's also like, you really shouldn't be saying, it. <laughs> you really shouldn't be saying. It. Yeah. So, so like, I was just like, different. I was like, Oh, Oh, what's, what's gay about it? Oh, t- please. I, I, I was totally like being like a snarky little bitch. I was like, right. Oh, tell, please tell me what's gay about this. And he, enlighten, enlighten me. Yeah. And he was like, he did not know what to do. He was like, Oh, well I, and I was like, well, no, it's cause I enjoy this and I like watching this. So please right. tell me what's, what's gay about it. And well, you, know, like, you know, you know, it's fake though. <laughs> I love that one. But it, we oh, didn't even no get shit. to that part. We didn't even get to the part where it was fake. He was so, right. he was so much like, Oh, I'm getting called out for using gay as an adverb or like, right. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, what, what's, what's homosexual about this? Like, Right. Yeah, like uh Which is is kind of funny, man, because like I think we were talking about this sidebar mm-hmm. and what the world has gone through in like the last especially the country has gone through in the last year. Mm-hmm. There's really like a fucking yeah, not to get all political, but there's wow. like a, a fucking line that's drawn very deep into the sand right now. And it's people that still believe certain things like that are okay. And I'm not going to lie. We all know, you know, when you're, when we were younger, sure. There may be certain things that people that we would say that we would fucking never say today Yep. because the understanding of how it fucking cuts deep for people, man. Yeah, man. The understanding growing and whatnot. And this past year has been very like informative for a lot of people. I think that haven't, but that maybe we're finally getting that, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and then there's the other side of it that you, you know, that, that you realize there's some people that are never going to get it. And those are the people that I don't really care to be, you know, have any sort of uh, relationship with them. Yeah. And so. Hey everybody, Danny here. If you have a minute, be sure to check out stories.net to learn about how we are supporting members of the touring community with your help. That's stories.net. S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S dot net. 
<laughs> oh, dude, speaking of which, I was just like, right Duck before. Right, that's amazing. But Donald Duck, that's insulting to Donald Duck. But Reese is a little, she's, she's in first grade. So I'll let her have a pass. But dude, I was just looking at Lindsay's Instagram before we got on here and like, oh my God, Reese is like a woman. It's insane. I know. I it's, know. She's ripping on the skateboard today. Dude, I saw that too. She yeah. like, yeah, I saw yours too, where you're just like, oh, well, this is happening. And she's just like, <laughs> yeah. she's like a natural. Just, it's like, dude, just she, I cannot believe like how, like, cause I remember like holding her at fucking South by, uh, not South by Southwest. Uh, ACL. Austin, yeah. Austin city limits. And like, yeah. she's like, just like a little baby that just like has no idea what's happening. And now it's like, uh, I've got a good picture of you, of you too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, which is you holding her outside the tour bus. Oh, dude, that's great. I have a good one of Brad, like, uh, when we were hanging out at your place on the day off on that tour, like the Get Her tour, and she's like, right. you know, she's like July, August. Yeah, she's like two months old. She's and, like three months old? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But, dude, my favorite Crazy. thing. My favorite thing was on that Butch Walker tour. So I was on tour with Butch Walker, and I had a, <laughs> yeah. I had a day off. We no, we played Asbury at um Asbury Lanes, the new Asbury Lanes, which is awesome by the way. I love it. It's fucking cool as fuck. Staff is great. So we had a show there and then the next day we had a day off and me and you went out for breakfast and you you had Jojo mm -hmm. with you. You had your your youngest, yeah. you know. And <laughs> you're like you're like, "Yeah, she's uh she's you know a wild card. She's and and I'm looking at this kid and she's like not i think she was barely one years old right she was like this was yeah yeah it was 2018 in the fall so she, how old would she yeah. been then like she was yeah she was like one yeah yeah and like you're like i don't you, you gotta be careful with her and i'm like <laughs> what the what is she like a, a puppy that's gonna bite me like no she's fine and remember, remember like oh yeah don't don't you need like um like a chair for her? I'm like, no, she just sits on the <laughs> yeah, chairs. She just doesn't she, care. She, she just... never sat. She never sat on a fucking on a baby on a baby <laughs> seat or a booster. That's, or that's the Levine way. You guys just do your own thing. It's just like, yeah, we're doing this. Whatever. Like this is happening. <laughs> but I remember you saying that, and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then you, you drove me back to the venue, and we were kind of like sitting there talking for like a half hour in your car. And then you're like, all right, I gotta go to work. Like shit. And I turn around to say goodbye to JoJo, and <laughs> she just had she had torn up an entire roll of paper towels, and it's just like I just see her sitting there smiling, and she's just and there's just paper towels everywhere, and you're okay. like, and you just look at me, and you're like, see, I fucking told you, I told you, like that's, and I was like, you know what, you're right, I I I shouldn't have trusted her. <laughs> She's a she's a maniac, man. She's so much like me. It's terrifying. And but. is Reese more like <laughs> Reese is more like Lindsay, like where she's like logical yeah. and mellow. I she's mean, you're, you're you're logical and mellow too, but yeah. obviously you Lindsay's know. the more logical and mellow one yeah. in that equation. <laughs> yeah, she'll go. She, she just does it. She just fucking rolls, man. <laughs> rolls with the punches. And Reese is pretty like how what's what's Reese's reaction to her? Is she kind of like uh you're a weirdo, or is she like? <laughs> So she like yeah, they're, at that, they're at that age. They're at that age. You know, they're at that age. Like, uh, they love and hate each other. You know, so it's like they fight and then they love each other. And then Reese kind of, you know, she rules it. She's fucking three years older than her. So yeah, 
But Reese is super passive. She's just like, you know. Yeah, Reese is Jojo. Yeah, I Jojo is definitely like. Gotta have a cannon, man. Yeah, like it's so funny, dude. But I mean, it's manageable, of course. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fatherhood, man. Oh, dude, I know. I can't even imagine, bro. Like, it's you know what's crazy about it, man, is um, yeah, um, obviously. We you know, Gaslight's been a band for a very long time, but starting Forgivers, we're starting this band with all of us being fathers. So it's kind of like an interesting dichotomy, which is what's happening is like, we're very fucking serious. This is definitely, obviously, you know, prof- you know professional musicians trying to continue to be professional musicians doing something Mm -hmm. a different project for now whatever um but there's a there's that trump card of being a dad you're like ah shit i gotta run because x y and z or you know when we were in the studio i brought reese and she's singing back and vocals and alex brought simon and he's you know what I mean? Like, there's like that, that vibe. Same thing with like, you know, Gaslight when we did, when we did that run in 2018, all oh of a sudden, God. Like, holy shit, we went from like, Dude. you know, we took a couple of years off and our kids were babies at that point. And now they were a little grown up and we had like the baby room, you know, dressing room. So you know what I mean? It was like, man. it was I wild. That, it was I remember so that crazy. day though. It was funny because when, when, there was like a time where all the kids came in at the same time. Yeah. In DC. And, I think uh, we were in DC. Yeah. Yeah. It was at 930 yeah. Club. And I remember all the kids came in at the same time. And the funniest thing I remember about that was they all came in and all of them, except for Layla, were like nervous and like looking around. But Layla had been there like a month before on tour oh, with Fallon. Right. Yeah, so Layla, like, literally, like, I see all the kids walking in, and I just see little Layla just, like, walking past everybody and just going right up to the barricade and, like, sitting in front of the barricade, like, oh, this is my spot. I've I've been right. here. I got this. Yeah. But it was just, like, it's one of those things to where, like, it's, like, you know, kids adapt pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's so wild. It's so wild, like, that, that part of... Uh, of rock and roll, right? Mm-hmm. Of uh, growing up, like I said, like growing up, growing up in in this business because I I truly have, you know, being yeah. a kid in a band and doing all sorts of wild stuff, and then being an adult, married father. Yeah, you're like, whoa, this is crazy, you know. How do you uh, how do you explain this, right? How do you explain this is your job? Well, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like one of those things where you just kind of, kind of, you got to kind of show them, you know, and like, right. you know, I mean, we've all had our issues happen over the years, like nothing like, you know, where it was crazy, but I mean, like mm-hmm. for you, it's like, you definitely like grew up in this industry, but also you always had Lindsay, at least as long as I've known you. So you yeah. always had her to think, I, I mean, and not that, you know not that she, you know, needed to do this, but you always had her to ground you and you always had like yeah. something good to go home to and to keep you on the path. Yeah. Like, yo, this is how I want to do it. I want to have kids one day and I want to do that. So, 
you know, you always had that. And I think like that's definitely worked out great for you, you know? Yeah, man. A hundred percent. She's been my, my backbone, you know, forever. Yeah, Cause even when and we she's were like, always done her own thing. Yeah. Too, you know, she's, she's been a fucking way nurse. smarter than me. Dude, you know, <laughs> that's the thing, just, man, is like you definitely punched up and like, you know, I think you've always known that, though, because like even the way you would speak uh, about her back in the day, you would speak yeah. about her like like you were dating like the best woman in the world for you, which obviously, yeah. obviously you are. So yeah. <laughs> obviously, exactly. but, but it's cool to see that because people have so many misconceptions about like rock and roll and like, you know, just the life we live where it's like, oh yeah, these guys are just a bunch of fucking Tomcats or like whatever. And it's, yeah, like, it's like, nah, we just kind of get drunk together and just like have real talks, right. <laughs> you know, like, and you know what, man? It's like, I've seen it all right. With, yeah. with certain people on the road, like you can make, you can make it what you want it to be. Of course. You could, uh, just like you can make being an accountant at home what you want it to be. You know, you could go out to strip clubs every night after <laughs> yeah, work exactly. and, you know, <laughs> and do your thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about it like that. But it's like, if you don't want to go to strip clubs, you're not going to go to strip clubs regardless of who you are, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And I get it. And if you're not, and I, and I get the other side of it, especially now you know, um, deeper into my barbering career, speaking to so many people on a daily basis, like there's yeah. always been that misconception of rock and roll uh -huh. and quote unquote rock stars or whatever. Um, and I get it though, because why the fuck would you think otherwise? You read about yeah. Motley Crue and you read about, you know, Ozzy Osbourne and Zeppelin and all this stuff, you know, and all these like really like, lofty wild things that sure it happened and they do happen of course but the, it, like we all know like there was always like there was always on a six-week tour that there would always be like one to three fucking raging nights yeah and you know and then everything else it's it's, it's fucking yeah it's a, just like another day at the office yeah it's just like okay cool we stayed up till 2 a.m talking Right. That Eating was Zampo's shitty pizza and, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or watched Breaking Bad for an entire, like you watch, you finished Breaking Bad so quick. <laughs> oh my God. You remember guys, that? Yes, I do remember that because I watched it with you guys. And it was like, <laughs> we did four seasons. Well, you and Alex did four seasons. Like I jumped in towards the end because I was already like, I, I already was caught up on Breaking Bad. But you yeah. and Alex did like four seasons in like, I want to say like a, less than a week less than a week we just we literally sat in the back of the bus watched breaking bad yes and we were doing a festival tour went out yes. played the show, and went right back put our pajamas on dude yes you put your pajamas on right afterwards i remember that but that was also <laughs> the tour there was i i remember we watched the finale of season four with the button the yeah we watched yep. that the same day I had like this gnarly food poisoning from like pizza. Cause remember I had, oh, I, I had to catch. We, we were trying to do it on your fucking computer. Yes. And I remember uh, I had to kept, I had to keep asking Andy to stop at like random truck stops. Cause I was like in so much pain from being, <laughs> but I was also watching breaking bad with you guys. So it was all Which right. People, people are going to take away from this 
<laughs> from this fucking <laughs> podcast that literally you just shit and puke. They're going to take that away and bro. they're going to be like, okay, we're never going to eat food in Europe ever again. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat pizza in Germany and don't eat paella in Spain. There you go. That Take that away from all oh, this. Oh, oh. Yeah. I can still, still feel it. Yeah. Oh God. I, Twelve I, years I can still, I still remember the scene at the airport where all you guys were like, literally just like pale and dying. And I'm like, Oh no, right. I hope it's not contagious. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, uh, if this is contagious, this could be bad. I'm going to stay far away. Put a mask on. Yeah. All oh, right. Dude. Put a mask on. Oh my God. Fuck. Masks. <laughs> Honestly, like I told you before, oh, I love God. wearing a mask. I think it's fucking great. It's like, Oh yeah, I look like a fucking ninja, bro. It's like it's like I'm, yeah, it's like you're in a fucking Foot Clan all day long. Yeah, but like the good Foot Clan to like where you're not <laughs> like stealing purses and shit. <laughs> but I will say this: I can't. It, this is the only annoying thing, and this is my only complaint. I can't wear my glasses with the mask because it gets fogged, mm. and that's yeah. that's the only thing. Like to wear, like I like to wear my glasses more than my contacts. Yeah, but whatever. Like, if that's the only thing, like, I'll just wear contacts. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. Yeah, no, it isn't. Yeah, it is annoying with sunglasses and looking like the Unabomber and shit sometimes. Yeah, but like driving, with, well, because it fogs up. That's the thing. It like fogs my yeah. So I think I just need a better mask to where it's like okay, it's all in here and there's nothing coming out into my glasses. Yeah. But whatever. The Under Armour ones are good. But. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Right. they're like thirty dollars, but you yeah, know, you can it's get like a fashion. It's like an accessory now. You can get them from like Amazon, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you right. can get them online. Yeah. I might have to do that. I might have to do yeah, that after we get off here. But yo, man, I mean, we could fucking wrap this up now, just because, like, you know, we got, we have we have so much more we could talk about. I don't want to go into everything. Yeah, like, we'll do volume. We'll do volume two. Dude. Let's do volume two after the first Forgiver song comes out. When's that coming out? Is we'll it January first? Wait, what? No, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Soon, very soon, very soon. We just got Masters back, so. Oh right, Alex is yes, because I've already heard some of the other stuff, but yeah, we'll do volume yeah, two yeah, with yeah. like I w- I would do it with you and Alex, and then we'll just yeah me and, yeah let's do it me and Alex, and then we'll talk about the our three oh, escapades. God, dude, we have <laughs> the three of us. Ha- let me just say. <laughs> The three of us have so many good stories. Like I feel uh, like, uh, I feel like me, you, and Alex on the Gaslight tours were just like, we all. It was always the three of us. Like oh, always. Like oh, and then Ian, and then Ian would Ian would come in exactly. Ian, yeah. And this was you know, and this was when we were drinking hard, you know, back in the day. Like yep. and Ian, Ian never drank. No. So he, he was always just like big papa looking after yeah of course but even like the days where like it was like me and brian in the hotel and stuff and like whatever that motherfucker would fall asleep like mad earlier he'd be like i'm gonna write a song and i'm like all right i'm gonna go get high as fuck with alex and alex for the rest of the night. See ya. and then i'd come back and he'd still be writing a song and i'd be like well, i'm going to bed good night like, you're going to bed like yeah, I just got high as fuck. Yeah, our, our room was all—it was just the wild room. We had wrestling on, oh fucking God, making yeah. beats and shit. 
Alex, <laughs> Alex playing video games towards the end of it. Like, Jesus Christ. It was just like so much shit. Oh my God. Yeah. He used to bring a PlayStation up. Yeah. We got to do one with all three. <laughs> yeah. Where he bought the TV that one time in Europe. He, we went to a fucking, the, we went to the German equivalent of Best Buy and he bought a TV. And that was when I was sharing a room with him. So he was just playing video games at 4 a.m. every night. <laughs> Such a <laughs> I know. Well, we could talk about all that with the three of us. It'll be fucking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's Fuck do that you. when the Forgivers shit is about to drop because, like, pretty much you guys are my favorite new band, even though it's weird saying that you guys are a new band because you've been doing this. It's awesome. Yeah, it's all. It's you guys. So it's like. <laughs> it's like yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm like, my homies are doing this new thing that's like really good and I like it way more than I should, but who cares, you know? <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah bro yeah bro well yo I'll, I'll let you do your thing man wind down for the night but uh thanks for doing this man it was fucking dope and like yeah we'll definitely do this again man Pleasure, buddy. thanks for like giving me like thanks for, having dude, me. thanks for just giving me confidence with all this man i appreciate you like for real like this has been cool as fuck you know it, bro dude hell yeah you know it, brother well when i get my beard all grown out i'll get a cut from you and when covid's not a thing but uh, right now i got nothing for you yeah i got nothing for you to do that the, the top of the head and the beard that's all <laughs> i got it okay <laughs> <laughs> little lady razor yeah exactly yeah i got my <laughs> venus that i use on my head <laughs> all right well y'all have a good night uh, brother you too bro i'll talk to you soon hell yeah. peace out peace, peace. Stories, an all-access podcast, is hosted by me, Danny Del Donuts. It is produced by Kenneth Fletcher. Our theme music is Storms by Personnel. Learn more about what we are doing for the touring community at stories.net. That's stories.net, S-T-O-U-R-I-E-S.net.